You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hello and welcome to The Uncommon Truth. I'm Luke and I'm joined as always by Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Hello. I'm glad to have you here as always. We Thank are glad you. to be here. So I heard a little line or two of a song you were singing when you came in, Vicky. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah. You know that song? No. Yeah, so. but who, who's Rhonda? Yeah, yeah she, she needs help. Oh. Whoever she is, she needs help. Yeah. Your name's Rhonda. I'm praying for help. Yeah. You know that song. Sing it for them. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Beach Boys. Is that going to be another help song? Me, Rhonda, but... Help me, Rhonda. Help get her out of my heart. You just help, help me, Rhonda. Well, yeah. I sang a different line. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, do you know the Beach Boys? I do know the Beach Boys. Do you know the Beach Boys? Oh, you guys do. Okay. That's awesome. Usually, uh, we find that when I look up the lyrics of the songs that we sing, that they have a strange meaning, like. Uh, yeah, help me get her out of my heart. Like Lola. Help me, Rhonda. Oh, Lola. Yeah. yeah. Lola's not a good one, but yeah. the Kinks. Just the yeah. name the Kinks would probably yeah. not be. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, we're... And Eric Clapton. Oh. <laughs> Lola. Layla. That's Layla. Oh. oh. Okay. okay, Lola. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, my gosh. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. It's late in the afternoon, and... Yeah. yeah. Someone was a little late, but we won't take it. Steve. Yeah, Vicky didn't come to the table until 2 o'clock. Steve. I called Steve today for all of you, and I... Luke is like, Luke, Luke says, Vicky, can you get a hold of Steve? Can you? And then somebody said, check their, what's it called? Uh, find my iPhone. I said, I don't do that. Only Steve does that. But I called Steve and I said, hey, Steve, where are you? He goes, what do you mean? I said, we're supposed to be doing the podcast. And what did you say? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's only every Thursday. Yeah, well, I was going, I have many, many, many things on oh, my boy. mind. I was going the wrong way. Are we uh, gearing up for Lights of Hope? How's that going? It's it's busy. Let me tell you, it's a lot, and uh, it's fun. It's just a blast. Build beautiful things and have people come and enjoy them and bless their lives. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But we're building neat things. That's right. It's gonna be great. Constantly improving the the you know the next that time we do something. Yeah. You know, make it better. We had a very successful uh, Friday night at our night at the oh, Oscars fundraiser for Avi's place. That was really week. a lot of fun. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had we a lot of. A lot of fun, a lot of great support raised. So we've been it's great. It's been a fun, fun few weeks. At the we, we know house. we 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 love to do things at the father's house. Yeah. We just we're always doing something wonderful and fun. And uh, I mean, lights of hope. Last year was our first year, and it was 21 days um, every night, every 21 nights. And I think we had over 18,000 people come to look at the lights. Wow. Yeah, just amazing. at 18. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. Very excited, and we're really grateful to everyone uh, who gets involved and helps us make those things happen. I know, Absolutely. I know many of our church members listen to the podcast, and we're really Thank you thank- all. thankful mm-hmm. for all that you we do. We have a great church. We do have a wonderful church. So today, um, we are going to talk about love. Oh, great. Love. There's a lot of songs I know for love. Yeah? yeah. Oh, do you great. have one for us? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Do you? I didn't say I have a lot of songs for love. I didn't say no. I don't. I'll come up with one. No, I wasn't trying to I was think thinking of because you had a lot. Lord, love the Lord you got. Remember that one? With all your heart. Uh, are we talking about Christian songs? Well, that's the only one I had. I was trying to think of like other ones, and I have nothing. Tell me, tell me, Vicky, do you love Jesus? How oh, about that yes. one? No, 
Oh. You hear my voice crack? I yeah, probably shouldn't do it. I don't know that one. Like okay. 12-year-old boy. So love is, I mean, we all have this idea, right, or know that God is love. We all know that it's a passage from First uh, John. But what does love really mean in a Christian sense? Is it, is it just a nice feeling in our hearts? Or? I really love that you asked that question. And I love that Steve's going to answer first. So love is a word that we've totally destroyed here in in Christianity. and Well, in the whole world. We just have the whole world, you know, with the media world, you know, everybody having 300 channels in their TV and a a computer in your pocket that you can be on any, listening to anything. And we've we've kind of changed the, the definition of what a hero is. We've changed a bunch of definitions. And one of the ones we've destroyed the most is the word love. Hmm. Uh, do it, you know, in terms of using it to describe something like how you feel about your spouse or your girlfriend or your friend or your children, your neighbor. And we use the word love continually. We get up in the morning and we say we make a cup of coffee. We say we love our coffee. The dog runs up to us. We say we love our dog. The uh, go out on the for me, I have a deck with a view. So I love my view. And I love my mornings out on that deck. And uh, I love all these things. And then my children get up and they run to me. And I say, I love my children. And I say, I love my wife. We use the same word. And most of us barely ever differentiate and know what it is. Uh, We think it's a feeling. We think it's an emotion that we have. Right. And the love described in the Bible, the love of God, for this is the love of God. Mm -hmm. And God is love. Mm -hmm is not very often a feeling, not described in the Bible. It's always based on an action, a plan, a purpose for somebody. So God loves us. He has a plan. We fail that plan, and then he takes action to revise that and re- and, and redo that for us. And in, in our case, the love of God is described as and poured out for as Jesus. The Jesus, we're coming on Christmas. It's the birth of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, yeah. the resurrection of Jesus, and then the return of Jesus to the earth in the form of the Holy Spirit to make his to fulfill his promise that my Father and I will make our home in you. Mm-hmm. This is all love. This is all the def, very definition of love. He who humbled himself and submitted himself even uh, submitted himself even unto death mm-hmm. uh, did not even. Uh, of try to avoid the cross. At one point he says, Father, is can I avoid this cross? And But if not, that's fine. I'll do it. And he did it. And he never once called for help. And this is the definition of love for me. And I know one word that's better than love, and that's selflessness. This compound word, selflessness, is the very definition of love when applied to another human being. I am selfless towards you. I am loving you. I am putting you first. I am making myself less. I am being selfless. Mm. Less of myself towards you. More of you. You're more important. That's love. And that's what God has done. For this is the love of the Father, the Bible says. For this is God's love, and this is how we know he loves us. He sent his son to die on a cross for us. And John 3.16, the most famous of all, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him would have everlasting life and not perish. This is love. You love someone, you give for them. And in this case, you sacrifice dearly and greatly for them. Mm -hmm. You lay down your life. And Jesus is the epitome of the word love. If you want to know what love is, look at Jesus' life. Read Jesus. 
follow Jesus, eat, sleep, and drink Jesus, quote Jesus, talk in Jesus' terms, Mm -hmm. only act on what Jesus has said, and you will be the most loving person that has ever walked the earth. Mm -hmm. You will care about people who are lower than you, that have nothing to return to you, that take from you. You know, you will be the epitome of love in your community. So good. Just demonstrate it. Eat, eat it, drink it, quote it, do it all, cool. and he and you will see. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add? To that no, right? I no, I just uh, I agree that the word love is you know there's so many different words in, in the English language. Yeah. And what does real love mean? What is the love that definition that God has? Right. It's not so much different than the love that you and I have. Yeah. That selflessness it, it definitely does separate. Yes. You know. Would I be willing to lay down my life for my your, your dog, my dog, or my coffee, or my mm-hmm. chocolate, or my yeah, whatever? Right. That that definitely makes it. I guess one of the phrases we use a lot is love is love is an action, right? Love is there's yeah. more. It's not just the the emotion. Love is seen. It is demonstrated through um, cost, yeah. through action, through sacrifice, through. Um, emotion uh, you know an emotional uh blessing mm-hmm. good things is demonstrated in gift giving yeah in uh physical touch in words of affirmation yeah in acts of kindness mm-hmm. in act you know it's it's take you taking the cost mm-hmm. on you the pain on you paying the penalty mm-hmm. for someone is you know doing the hard things yeah. for me disciplining children uh, was an incredible act of love because there's no chance on earth I want to discipline this beautiful little thing. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, they won't learn. And and that isn't love, not disciplining them. Right. Yeah, it's, so even that, doing things you don't want to do, hardships for the betterment or the good of someone else to help them learn and grow and become what, they're, you know, what they can become, what their right. potential is, yeah. empowering them, that's love. And that's what God does for us. He empowers us teaches us, sacrifices for us, yeah. gives to us. I can imagine Jesus laying on the cross with the nail ready between the two bones of his wrist mm-hmm. and the hammer ready to fall. I picture him laying there with that nail ready. The man has raised his hammer to strike the nail, and Jesus knows he could call seven, twelve legions of angels mm-hmm. to come rescue him, and he does not call them. Right. And and what what was the motive? love to take the nail for you and me Mm -hmm. you know the ready guy pregnant paws on the push of the two inch thorns on his head Mm -hmm. they placed him they're about to push him into his skin and he says and he knows in that pregnant pause let me just pregnant pause the story he could have called 12 legions of angels which is roughly seventy-two thousand, to rescue him in an instant the father could have rescued him in the blink of an eye and he did not call out. He did not cry out. He took the thorns. He took the whip and post. He took that nail. That hammer fell. Yeah. And he was pierced for our transgressions. Mm-hmm. I was uh, last yeah. night at uh, we had the opportunity of having um, our pastor Jessica uh, speak, and she did a medical report of the crucifixion. Yeah. And it's just so sobering. I mean, to hear it in context like that. And what Steve is saying is that at any time he could have said, yeah, I'm thinking no. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do that. But he continued. I mean, the abuse and the mocking and along with the rejection and along with the physical torment that he went through for me, 
it's I just know don't ever want to forgive that but the love that he poured out yeah. while I was yet a sinner. Wow. He died for me like that death. I mean, yeah. it wasn't just like somebody shot him and he's dead. No, no, it was it, like it, Steve said before. It's it's probably the bloodiest, yeah. um, most horrific form of execution there is in the history of our Mankind, world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for it's like what you know I never thought about that. It's like why he could have he could have been a savior anytime. Right. He could have came anytime. Yeah. And he could, you know, whatever, you know, but he was hung or whatever, you know. But that crime scene that was involved in his death, his massacre, mm, his murder, his murder, it yeah. just, it just go. And, and then hearing it again last night, and because she corresponded that with not, you know, the, in uh, in Revelations and, and forgetting your first love, right, to the churches and um, was it Ephesus, Church of Ephesus. Yep. And I just don't, I don't want to ever forget, and yet I do. I mean, I, last night, again, I was just there at the cross at the, you know, the, the whole, from the moment he was arrested, there just, oh my goodness, he could have called 72,000 angels, and he didn't because he loved me. And yet he said that if I was the only one, he would have done it for me. That's how encompassing, there's no grid to understand that love. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we love our children, and we love our grandchildren, and we really, really would die for them, but it's just not, I mean, it's minuscule compared to what he did for us. Right. And I think just that fact that you said he is something, he, he wasn't surprised. He wasn't like he was shot in the back. No. He like willingly went to the cross. He walked to Jerusalem knowing what was, he knew what he was doing. And I wonder how often work we, we willingly walk towards suffering for the sake of somebody else. No, we walk away. Yeah. yeah. We see a cloud coming yeah. and we want to run. Right. And, and it's, I mean, I, I don't want to be persecuted. That's, I mean, I try to, you know, somebody's mean to me and I'm like, I just go through all kinds of yeah. gymnastics in my head. Which kind of brings me to my my next question, which was, um, who are we supposed to love? Like, you know, do, do we, are we, who does Jesus call us to love? The least of these, my brothers, I mean, that, or the least and the greatest. I mean, I think it's everybody. It's, it's, and it's very difficult because yeah. we judge the amount that we love, we calibrate it, you know. I mean, all of us struggle, you know, with the people on, on the, with the signs on the side of the freeway, you know, we, uh, we, or the homeless, or the dirty, or the drug addicted. Um, you know, we, it's easier to love people who are like us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult to love people who are not like us, and yet Jesus went to, that's who he went to, is the people who needs a doctor. Yeah. So he said the sick need a doctor, and that's who he went to. But it's it really is everybody. But that's that's kind of like you hear that all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it's just a platitude. But the truth is, is everybody. Right. In practicality. Jesus actually says, what good is it mm-hmm. if we only Say. love those who yeah. love us? Right. The, even the heathens do that. That's right. Mm-hmm. But you love those who have nothing, you can gain nothing from, yeah. that have nothing to give you, that even even one place said, love those who hate you. That's right. And so when you say, who are we supposed to love? Yeah, well, our neighbor, that's a that's the easy term Jeez. to say. But it's love those who hate you. Do good to those who despise you. Oh do gosh. good to those who do evil to you. In different yeah. places, he said different things. What good is it, he says, if you do that? It's not any good, is his point. Even wow. the pagans do that. Yeah, right? even the pagans, yeah. even the heathens yeah. do that. And it's like, oh wow, I'm kind of a heathen. I do that. <laughs> um, and yeah. yet, in the grace of God, you know, I am able to be loved. And even in some cases, at least 
not hate those who hate me. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm that's, on my that's way. That's hard. Is yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, Steve and I we live together. Obviously, we're married, and um, um, glad to clarify you know, that. Yeah, glad yeah. to clarify that. Um, but you know, talking about, I mean, always working out the people that are mean to us as a pastor. It's it's difficult. It's difficult the betrayal sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I I asked a friend recently. I said, if you had to do it all over again, would you become a pastor? Mm-hmm. And it was like. Yeah, except I don't think I trust as this is what they said. Mm-hmm. I don't think I trust as um, easily as readily as yeah. readily because yeah. it's it's difficult and that's our conversation always at home is like how do we love how do we not be offended yeah because just what he said Jesus said love those people and you're like yeah they don't they're they're mean to me right they're how do I love them yeah it's still, very difficult yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. I suppose he sets the standard on that as he... Say again? I suppose he sets the standard as he forgives the ones who are crucifying him in the moment. I right? know. Is, like, it, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, how does he not hate all those people? They spit in yeah. his face. I mean, yeah. I would have a hard time with that. Yeah. And then they, and then the thorns, and then they pushed him down, and yeah. then the nail, yeah. and then the ripping of the skin. I mean, yeah. just, how did, how did he not All that them? before he died for him. Before right. he died. Yeah. They didn't, like, sucker him into doing it and no. then treat him bad. They treated him bad, and he still did it. Right. My thought, the first time they spit yeah. in my face, like, well, basically, yeah. go to, to you. Go ahead and go to hell. Go ahead and yeah. go to hell. I mean, I, it goes, and hearing that story in context of the medical report mm-hmm. of, of his crucifixion, it's like talk about love. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't get it. It's it's very it's very hard for me. Yeah. I was thinking in in the world today, you know, whether it's Christians or just the world, we one thing we've talked about, I think on the podcast maybe, but we talk about it a lot, is that people no longer have the capacity to to disagree yet still love each other, right? Right. So how how do we how can we, you know, when it comes to politics not giving an opinion politically how can we love one another in the political sphere or love totally love good. one another and when we we don't agree with someone's choices like how, how do we how do we do that how do we demonstrate totally love good. and and disagree um how do we demonstrate love and disagree it's really good it's easy because the acts of love whatever the subject is you're disagreeing about they can be done in in a you know beside that like you know you don't have to okay I'll go ahead and agree with you so that you know I love you mm-hmm. you, you it seems to me like it's if it's acts of service if it's kind words if it's encouragement you can do that when you disagree with somebody yeah you know it's kind of like prison ministry when people go you don't agree with what they did you mm-hmm. don't agree with where they're at you don't agree with their lifestyle they chose yeah. you know I'm every day I'm getting you know I'm in touch with people who I don't agree with what they're doing but I can always give them a loving answer. I can always give them an encourage, you know, an encouraging answer mm-hmm. to do the right thing. And I can say, you know, that, well, you know, I know you probably don't agree with this, but this is what I do. I just love Jesus, and and if I were to give you advice, it'd be to love Jesus. And mm-hmm. it, what agree with what? It doesn't matter what you disagree. I, I, you know, they can be, you know, for nuclear proliferation, and they want to see a nuclear war so that to to kill off, you know, the population, mm-hmm. population control. And you don't agree with that at all, and you feel like appalled by it, but you still can come back with, you know, uh, things about Jesus, encouragements to, you know, you might, you know, you might need a little bit of the love of God. <laughs> you can bring them back to something good. Yeah, I think that that's how you love them. I, 
Um, I think you have to also, if it's personal stuff where it's a personal affront, where they're constantly accusing you, mm-hmm. they're constantly, you know, threatening you or doing bad things to you, it, it gets a little harder because it gets personal. But right. when you divorce yourself from that and really look at what Jesus did, what he did in his lifetime, I think it becomes easier for you to do some of those things. And I think there could be many things. Um, acts of, all those things I mentioned, acts yeah. of kindness, words of encouragement, you know, acts of service. Yeah, I think um, lots of time those those different arenas, mm-hmm. um, political. Let's just talk about politically. Yeah. Um, the alienation of Amer- like in America, I can only speak to that. The um, liberals versus, mm-hmm. versus the conservatives, or the Republicans versus Democrats. Um, the truth is that's just a distraction. Yeah, and you know, I, do I think? Do I think? Uh, abortion is wrong 100% I think it's the most horrible heinous thing ever mm-hmm. but those people that are so angry and, and hateful the only thing that's going to change them is the love of Jesus mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to argue at a um, right now there's just no way to argue a point no mm-hmm. one's going to be swayed by your Facebook post <laughs> about what you believe mm-hmm. They're all you're going to do is make people angry and that's hateful right. however right. If the, like Steve said the love of God you know just loving them yeah listening to them and just saying, you know, well, you bring it back into Jesus. I know here at the Father's House, through these last few years, there's been some political upheavals, different um, polarizing groups. And, and Steve said, you know, on your Facebook, it's just the love of Jesus. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I believe what the, the, the spirit of the Antichrist right now is all about distractions mm-hmm. and division. Mm-hmm. And who, who's the bridge? It's Jesus. Who, who brings you to whole, makes you new? Jesus. Yeah. He, he transcends every political statement. Yeah. And even if we think we're right and we demand and we're morally right, you're not going to sway. You're not going to sway. The only thing that's going to help people is to know Jesus and him crucified and he died, and that you two can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it transcends everything. But we, me, get sucked in all the time to political things. In fact, you know, I feel very, I have Passionate, felt very strongly towards uh, opposing political um, ideas. Mm-hmm. I can't even understand how you could be a Christian and think these mm-hmm. things. And um, you know, and, and politically, there's some of our um, our representatives. I think are just in the natural very horrible the mm-hmm. the way they govern morally. And I just some I think it was that Savoso said, "Are you praying for them? Mm-hmm. Are you praying that they don't go to hell? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, everything is going to be." We're going to be with Jesus one day, and, and we're going to rest in peace. And this is going to be just a memory. But have I prayed for those people, or do I hate them? Wow. And for me, I was so convicted because, no, no, I, there's actually almost probably borders on hate. Yeah. It borders on hate. It borders on hate. And, you could, and, you, and when you separate yourself and you see people, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, you see the hate spewing onto mm-hmm. them if they— and. And they really honestly believe what they believe, what they believe, and they honestly believe it. And right. it's intr- intrinsic, even if we think it's it's morally an abomination. Yeah. So I'm not going to get I'm not going to get them to my side. Hmm. But if I can tell them and show them Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world. So and sure, keeping yeah. your heart pure. So throw it in love as yeah. opposed to trying to win the argument. Correct. Uh, yeah. I'm tired of winning the arguments. Yeah. It does nothing internally. Yeah. And it's like, they, I think if they meet Jesus and the moral things will fall off if they know Jesus. They'll, yeah. Jesus will, I mean, he did it for me. I was on one political spectrum. I believed all these things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, Jesus came in my life. I don't believe those anymore. He totally transformed cool. me.
Yep. Yeah. So um, let's dive into, I guess, what Jesus says about love, the sound of love. I'm going to read from John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. He says, uh, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Mm. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Mm. And, you know, I think kind of what we've been talking about right now, just on the on the the, the political side of it, but just in, in general, whether it's on social media, whether it's you know the pe- just the people we see uh, in our day to day life, are we displaying that we're his disciples through our love? You know, how h- how do we do that? How can we grow in that? Did what? you say John thirteen thirteen? 13, 34, and 35. Okay, thank you. So I think that it's, um, how do you demonstrate it is in your day-to-day life, you live the principles, Mm -hmm. the principles of giving, being selfless, Um, defining love as selfless and not defining love as, um, you know, what I get. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how you show it. In a day-to-day, you finally get them to trust you and they see over a period of many years that, you know, you, you are what you say you are. Mm-hmm. I think that's more than anything. What we've done is our actions have not spoken as loud as our words. Right. Vicki and I grew up in a church where kids were being molested. Kids were being abused and that is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And that church hiding that, putting that under the rug, moving those guys to other churches mm-hmm. without firing them, uh, destroyed a lot of children and destroyed a lot of faith. Yeah. Those people know that man did not believe what he was preaching to them. Mm-hmm. He wore robes, he wore collars, but he did not believe what he was preaching to them mm-hmm. about laying down your life, about all of these scriptures mm-hmm. about love. He certainly didn't believe it. He said it. Yeah. He had the robe and he had the collar. He had the honor. You know, our families made us honor these guys. And right. they, some of them were mean. And the women in their uniforms, they were some of the meanest people we'd ever encountered. And it just wasn't lived out as what uh, it was supposed to be. And so, therefore, just a mass amount of young people like Vicki and I, when we were kids, Mm -hmm. don't believe in Jesus because they met these men. Mm -hmm. And so the effect is terrible of doing the opposite. But if you just be real and love and you begin to learn the words of Jesus, and you live them, eat them, breathe them, and they become you, mm-hmm. you become them. I think you're real behind closed doors, and that's how you come out of those doors. You'll automatically, you won't even need to be taught how. You just love by seeing needs, meeting them. I was hungry, and you fed me not. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. Yeah. And he says, you know, and it goes on. But he says, at the end, he says, they say, when did we do that? Mm-hmm. And he says to another group, the sheep, he says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and afraid and you comforted me, clothed me and comforted me. I was in prison and you visited me. When? And they said the same thing. When? Mm-hmm. See, it's not like, I mean, it can be, I don't even know when. Right. I just did it because... I saw you suffering. I met your need. Well, the the sheep in that story loved tremendously the hungry, naked, mm-hmm. 
you know, afraid, imprisoned person. And the person, the, and the goats didn't. Right. And I mean, I, can't, I don't know a better parable that describes better what love is. Mm. There was a need and you ignored it. Oh. I was hurting and you didn't care. I, I needed you and you didn't care. Yeah. And the other guys, I you, I needed you and you cared for me. I, I was uncomfortable. You comforted me. I was lost and you helped me get found. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you discovered me. You know, just born again experiences. And we've had so many in our lives. And we have such example of what love looks like. And I think that uh, it can be misconstrued and people can get off track, but I think that's the clear, present truth right there. Yeah. Don't you want to address, though, the um, new commandment I give you yeah. and, and the confusion, the confusing uh, message of the, um, what the new commandment is and the, and the high ideal on and, and 34, where it, the new commandment was given to us? Because you, you're... you're um, you have asked quite a few people what the commandment of Christ, command of Christ is, right? So, yeah, there's this, it seems like such a unknown what God wants us to do. Jesus had a um, situation where it was a rich young ruler, you know, came in and um, asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. And he said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. On these two rest the whole law and prophets. Mm-hmm. And Christians have picked that up as the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. And I think the reason we picked that up is because it's easy. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy. It's easier. Self-hate is such a horrible thing in our country. Mm-hmm. And so if I hate me, uh, it's not a very high bar to love you mm-hmm. with. I mean, all I got to do is hate you less than me, and I've loved you more than me. Right. Because you'll see that in Jesus' vernacular. He says, if you don't hate your mother and father, and what that word means is love me more. Love me more then, yeah. It doesn't mean hate. So love me more in English. But in their phraseology, it's love me more. And so if you don't, if if, it's pretty easy to love you more if I hate me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be very far up. You don't have to be very, I don't have to have any affection for you. I don't care whether you're, I don't have to care if you're hurting as long as I don't care if I'm hurting. Right. And so, I mean, that's the bottom of the barrel, but it goes all the way up in all the mediocre, lukewarm, gray areas where we don't take others as more important than ourselves. He was answering, what, he was answering the greatest under in the law and the prophets, which right. is the old, old covenant. Right. That's what I said. Was no, saying. I just want to reiterate. Yeah. That it, it's he was talking. A rich to a, young ruler asked him, "What's man. the greatest commandment in the pro, in the law?" Yeah, and he answered. Thank you. And we've taken that to be the command of Christ. Yeah. But when you ask people what's the command of Christ, they always quote that. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's really important. The question: What is Jesus command us, yeah. or what is the command of Christ? And he says. Right there in John 13, 13, uh, 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And it's this action, which is, whoa, the bar just got raised (laughs) a couple of hundred miles because the way Jesus loved us was he took that nail for us when he didn't, nobody forced it on him. He did it willingly. Nobody took his life. Nobody took Jesus' life from him. He gave it willingly. And he laid there and let them beat him. And he felt the pain. And they let them nail them. And he let them 
punch him and spit on him and abuse him, mm-hmm. the very people he was doing this for. Yeah. And he idea. did it. That's love. That's love. That's the love that he had for yeah. us. That he was born in the birth canal. He came He came through the womb. Yes. I mean, everything. Yeah. He could have appeared as a king. That he was a, a lowly carpenter in a yeah. lowly city, in a lowly country. Right. And he came... And demonstrated his love through this amazingly humble thing. And um, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Oh, no, (laughs) because that's way out of my reach. Now, loving as I I want you to love me, how about if I just don't care if you love me, then I don't have to love you. But love as Jesus loved, I don't, there's no weasel clause. No. He already did it. There's no interpretation of how he loved us. <laughs> That's right. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. This is how he loved us, and this is how we know he loves us. He sent his son to die on a cross, and this is the love of the Father, that he sent Jesus That's to right. die on the cross. And these are all scriptural references to this is what love is, yeah. and he did it already. Yeah. Now the commandment to you and I is love one another in the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's you know, <laughs> something I've ever been able to do really yeah. perfectly, but it is a goal to reach for. Mm. And if you reach for it, I think that's the journey. The journey is the pursuit. The success is in little minor victories here and there. Yeah. And I've, in my life, I've come long way, Pilgrim, from being a man who was really good at hating people and really didn't like myself much to being a man who lays his life down and wants to, I can't, I can't wait to get out there and do things yeah. and just so people can have a great time and a great right. Christmas. And maybe I'll get the chance right. to, to minister to them with words. Uh, I'm going to minister them a hundred percent when they show up mm-hmm. and wherever it's necessary and wherever I can, I'm going to use words. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I just, I just really wanted you to underline that because yeah. it is, it is so important to the, um, I think to the clarity of Christianity mm-hmm is that most people, when you ask them what the command of Christ is, they will say, love the Lord your God with all mm-hmm. your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor yourself. And that's a, honestly, that's if you could do that, even that would be great, you know, if that, but but in 34, he does say he a ramps, new commandment I give you. Yeah. He ramps it up. And it's like um, that you love one another even as I mm-hmm. have loved you. And we've talked at the beginning yeah. about the crucifixion and what he did for us and and I mean, we should always kind of find ourselves lacking. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not there. Obviously, um, I get so affected by what people say and do to me yeah. that I'm always trying to work up my salvation with fear and trembling. And I don't think, honestly, I will. I, I will get this until I see him face to face. Though I never want that to be excuse. I want to continue every day working on my salvation with fear and trembling and trying to love others yeah. as I have been loved. And it's such incredibly different command yes and i think that it's really a, an incredible misnomer in the christian community mm-hmm. um what it is what love is yeah so i That's mean really I, i'm on i'm on the road i want yeah. to keep doing this we're on it together we're right? on it yeah you know i i was i was thinking again one, one of the things that uh really stands out to me about what jesus did was he he, do, he does this such a great sacrifice not for the guarantee that we'll respond right but for the chance that we may uh-huh. and i you know uh some of my ministry experience over the last wow i don't know how many years it's now 10 plus years as and you're for the how many years it's been you guys have been in ministry together is that we 
we choose to love people and lay down our lives to people, but we don't know what they're going to do with it. And you were talking about it a little bit before about people have hurt you and betrayed you. But I, I was thinking about our life care ministry program in particular, our, you know, our recovery program, how we, we bring people in and we give them a, a home and a, and a mm-hmm. new chance. And often it ends in, you know, just your heart being broken. And I think one of the, the lessons I, I remember you taught early on, Steve, that maybe some of our listeners might need to hear this is just that we, just because we've been hurt doesn't mean that we can love the next person any less. And I I wonder if we could go into that because maybe some of our listeners have tried to love people and tried to help and tried to, tried to be like this, but hit, you know, brick walls or disappointment Mm -hmm. or frustration. And maybe you felt like, well, maybe there's no point anymore. Maybe, you know, and kind of given up. So could you talk to that? Well, think of this, Jesus laying there on that (laughs) wood again, (laughs) with nails there in his wrist. Yeah. The hammer's raised. Yeah. And there is no guarantee Mm -hmm. the people he's going to die for are going to let that penalty be paid for them. He's going to let them do it, and there's no guarantee it's going to work. Yeah, it's not. The you know he's not guaranteed Steve's going to be saved, Mm -hmm. and he's I'm you know Steve needs me. I've got to go through with this. Maybe is on his mind. I hope it was on his mind. But there's no guarantee Steve's going to receive it. Right. And so he's, and how many people rejected him? One of his 12 even betrayed him, right. you know, and yeah. the all 12, all 12 scattered. And so just in a human sense, I mean, he saw it. people that were, you know, yelling uh, Hosanna to him on the road into Jerusalem. Friday. Some of those were probably crucify. faces in the crowd yelling crucify. Yeah. And so. For me, it's very simple. It's just the next, you know, you give all you have and it's there. All I've really been able to do with people is give them a choice. Do you Mm -hmm. want to know? And if they come in and they give their hearts to Jesus and they try with all their heart, you know, just to, they just give their heart to Jesus. And then they decide, no, I don't want this. I want something else more. What's, why is that a a bridge to me? Jesus died for me. Mm I get to be forgiven. I get to be saved. I get to know God. I can actually talk to him and feel that he hears me. I can hear his voice when I stop and listen. Mm -hmm. And he gives me instruction and he tells me things to do. And he uses me in miraculous manners. So what in the heck would somebody else's failure have to do with my faith? It's really good. I have to decide, do I know him? Do I love him? Do I want to follow him? And then, you know, we lately have had a whole bunch of falling off the map mm-hmm. kind of stuff. People going back to drugs, people dying. We've had so many people die lately that we had given our lives in love to for a long period of time. A young time. woman that just died, had drink, drank herself, just anesthetized herself for so many years, yeah. wet-brained. And we had her for six years or five years, and she was a lovely lady who was served around. She was just part of our team, you know, and... He went right on back to drinking and, yeah. and living in sin and, you know, living with her boyfriend, living in sin and just using drugs and until she destroyed her body with that alcohol and she died. Yeah. And it was so heartbreaking. And, and he also was, the boyfriend was also someone from our team. And they, he didn't come back either. And he's just still killing himself. Yeah. But why does that change the fact that Jesus is faithful? Hmm. Isn't he faithful whether they're faithful or not? Wow. Isn't he faithful whether they're good or not? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, if it's not that he failed or that his power is not enough to save these people, you have to choose to be saved. Hmm. 
You have to want to be known by God and know God. And you've got to pursue him. And you've got to live the lifestyle that he demonstrated. Now, her drinking was 100% not loving as she had been loved. She, When she drank, she she just absolutely let all that she had many children mm-hmm. let them all down everybody she, i mean she let us down she did not love us mm-hmm. or anyone else i know mm-hmm. in a manner that jesus loved her she did not lay her life down for people she just tipped a bottle yeah. and anesthetized her pain and i'm not judging her i'm just saying why should her failure affect my faith mm. I also have a ton of people whose my faith has had such influence on their success. Right. I think I'd rather the joy of the successes be greater than That's the good. pain of the failures. So good. I'd rather what I have be more eminent in my thinking than what I don't have. Okay. What so I don't good. have is those people who fell away. Mm-hmm. What I do have is those people who grabbed hold and held on. Yeah. And they're with me. And they walk alongside me and we bless each other and we do this scripture. We love each other in an attempt trying to love each other as we have been loved. Mm -hmm. Celebrating what we have, celebrating what good there is, Mm -hmm. loving our lives and being just ecstatic for what God has been in our lives. It's really good. I think uh, if you look just uh, four four, um, lines up or something, it's about Judas Mm -hmm. betraying him. Yeah. So here's Jesus, and it goes hand in hand with what you yeah. said, is so oftentimes, and oftentimes it is usually leaders and pastors who have let us down. Mm-hmm. And then we just stop loving, yep. being loved. And uh, I think probably for the most of Christianity, it's more so than what Steve's talking about, the um, the recovery, because not yeah. everybody deals with people yeah. in drug but addiction. But even just people that, yeah. f- f- friends try to help, family friends. members try to help, does, yeah. does that... Yes. We can hit that wall we try to we really can. Try and, and love I think and get. For us, we've had, I think, yeah. um, I think I know, Steve, it's four out of six pastors that we've had have failed miserably yeah. sexually. Right. And so if that's the case, then we shouldn't be saved. We shouldn't even be walking with Jesus. No, Jesus is still faithful. And, and I really liked what he said. In spite of people's decisions, yeah. he's still faithful. Yeah. And there's a cloud of witnesses who say, especially surrounding us, to say, yeah, he's faithful, and the command is love, mm-hmm. and I'm going to d- continue to do that because he's first loved me. That's good. And, uh, but, yeah, there's so, the, the, I think the road in our life is littered yeah. with um, people who don't even call themselves Christians anymore, right. and we're just, we sit around at night stunned yeah. because people who are just next to us some of them we just found good friends in jail for doing all kinds of horrible things. Yeah, um, it's like you knew Jesus. You 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 had every part of the ministry. Mm-hmm. That's actually what yeah, he says said, says yeah. in Acts. It's like Judas had every part of the ministry, and he decided to mm-hmm. to, to betray Jesus. And, and the, even, and Pe- the other, and even Peter dis- and the other disciples didn't quit serving Jesus because Judas, Judas failed. Right. They just marveled at Judas's failure and said, "Give me what I want. What you have." Yeah. yeah. And then even Peter, I mean, he, you know, if you, just in the next line, he'll, he's going to, Jesus is going to, you know, say, well, you know, you're going to, you're going to mess up yeah. too. And, and to Peter's credit, he came back and, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's a lot of humility, but he, you know, he lost, I imagine he lost his faith when, when this happened, but we so often are victims of other people's decisions. Mm-hmm. And seriously, 
why? Right. Why do you let other people's failures cause you not to um, to receive the love of Jesus mm. and then and then be right. more and more like Him? Yeah. To me, it just solidifies what I believe even more. Yeah, I think yeah, people sometimes maybe feel powerless, almost. powerless. You know, and there's a there's a story that uh, Steve stressed that I wonder if he could share it with us. Your uh, starfish story. Well, this is something I've heard, yeah. and you know, it's kind of uh, Max Licato. It's, I think it is Max okay. Licato, yeah. but yeah. I didn't know where it came from. But Max yeah, it's this little yeah. boy walks up over this hill, and he sees this, uh, just that the high tide it had an ebb tide, and the high tide before had washed up just a mass amount of starfishes on the sand, and then the tide had gone out, leaving them on the sand, and the, the sun died. was baking on them. Yeah. And if they, you know, stayed out in a whole day's sun, they would probably die. So the little boy ran down to the water and he just started throwing starfish into the water. Yeah. And a well-meaning adult said, son, there's just too many. You can't say it's, it's not worth yeah. it. You can't, you know, there's just too many. You might as well give up. You can't save them all. And the little boy held the starfish up and said, I saved this one and threw it in the water. I say he grabbed another one. Yeah. I saved this one, threw it yeah. in the water. And, you know, that's kind of what, our life is like we do oh we save this one yeah okay we didn't save them all but we save this we're one we're gonna die trying yeah yeah we're gonna live our life to the end and give our life and we're gonna serve as we have been served yeah. and try to love as we've yeah. been loved yeah. Yeah. um and yeah. hopefully in the end we take a small crowd of witnesses with us who will praise the lord who will bend their knee and praise the lord before before the king of glory yeah. so his love for us is so great and yeah. that our, our response is to try to love him in return, love the people in return, and point them to him, right? By our response by our and our responsibility yeah. is huge. Yeah. I mean, and that again is like we talk about every week is, is like we're responsible. Mm -hmm. We're responsible to these words right here. Yeah. They're going to judge us. He's going to judge us. And this is this commandment and the love. We're responsible to love as we've been loved. Yeah. And that's everything. Yeah. So it's to our listeners, I just. Maybe challenge you this week to yeah. to pray and ask the Lord where you can step out of your comfort zone and and find somebody or someone in your family, friends, and your neighborhood, community that you can so demonstrate love to in a new way. Because we uh, get to be the light of the world, and that's pretty special that we get Jesus chooses to use us. So, Amen. thank you so much for listening. What I did want to throw in here really quickly at the end is that our gift of hope christmas assistance program which is one of the ways we demonstrate love to our community is uh we we have a thousand just over a thousand children this year who we're gonna help uh provide christmas gifts for and for our listeners if you're near or far uh if you visit uh org, you can choose a child to sponsor with christmas presents this this year so um take a look at that link it'll be in the show notes can you say that one more time www.giftofhopeoroville.org Gift um it will it's these kids are in need and we want to we want to bless them i i at their registration day I, I heard stories of just families that were you know between the fires and all the other things that were going on in, in our region over the last few years are just without and the blessing that this ministry makes people's lives is really made human again to me in a, in a way. So, I, you know, we, we have prayer needs for them. We're praying. We're going to provide them with gifts, and it's going to be a really real blessing. So please consider partnering with us on that. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Awesome. 
Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.